Good day and happy Wednesday, everybody. I have a special episode for you today with a special guest, and it's all about leadership, leadership in the workplace, a little bit of leadership in real life, in your everyday life. And I welcome special guest Amanda, who is here to drop some nuggets of wisdom, book recommendations, tips on being a good leader, tips on being a bad leader. We talk about a whole bunch of fictional one real person (laughs) characters and talk about their leadership and their techniques there. And it's just all around so important i think um i co-sign with amanda who says that everybody um can be a leader i think that's true dig deep into yourself and realize that you can do whatever you want so super excited i'm gonna shut up now and just get right into the interview with amanda so enjoy this interview of work that leadership with amanda Welcome, Amanda, to the Sunshine Steven Podcast. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. Um, remind okay, so you're remind me where you're at in the world right now. <laughs> so, I don't wanna... interesting question. Yeah. I I live full time. I have an apartment and everything in Springfield, Massachusetts, mm-hmm. which is Western Mass, so on the other side of the state from Boston. But I am born and raised and currently in Potsdam, New York. Oh. which is like 30 minutes from the Ottawa, Ontario border. Very oh, hard. okay. Yeah. I mean, we keep saying, me and my husband keep saying it. If um, the Cheeto gets reelected, Canada's where it's at. <laughs> like, we're going to back up and go. Yeah, that's, that's why cool. I'm so close. Yeah, exactly. So how's the weather up there? Um, the weather right now is probably similar to um, – most places on the eastern seaboard like okay. hot hot humid. i was gonna say it's getting yeah. hot and gross and i thought yeah. i escaped that from leaving florida but i always <laughs> get interested like where people are at i guess because like when you're a kid i have like a kid mentality a lot of times like geography is not my thing so i never I realized <laughs> like it's so di- like i'll never forget this is kind of sad but like also like oh poor little steven when 9 11 happened of course, that was in New York City. I was in Florida, and I literally was like, "New York's so close to us; they're coming." And like, I had no grasp. I, just so, so like, I always I get off like put when people. And I thought like, when I found out the time zones differences, I was like, "Oh, this is witchcraft. This is time travel. <laughs> like, how does this? What is this?" So I always like to ask people, like, where they're at? How's it? How's the weather there? Because that's always a proper way to talk. Now that we've broken the ice. <laughs> <laughs> now that we are best friends, let's do Yeah, it. now that we're BFFs, Kelsey's probably listening. When she does this, she's going to be like, no, bitch. <laughs> like, no. No, Stephen and I don't talk about the weather. That's how far along Exactly, we yeah. We already know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but speaking of Kelsey Martin, who's been on this podcast before, <laughs> She actually introduced us via text and everything. That's with her. Yeah. um, Thought it was really interesting what you do. So I wanted to ask you uh, to come on to the um, episode and talk about leadership and work. Um, So if you just wanted to take that, kind of introduce yourself a little bit more. We already know where you're from now, so that's cute. And how you got into uh, the working 
with leadership. I don't, that was a weird way to put it, but you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean because you sent me the questions ahead of time. Okay, so yeah. I already got a lockdown though. <laughs> I, um, so I, I am from Potsdam, New York, and it's for reference because anybody who sucks at geography, I've got no judgment for you. Same here. We are seven hours north of New York City, five hours north of Buffalo, three hours north of Syracuse, like just keep going up. Yeah. And I went to college here in my hometown, SUNY Potsdam, one of New York State schools. And I knew I wanted to study psychology. And I kind of just thought like entering school, oh, it, you, everybody that studies psychology is a counselor. Like you just yeah. go into counseling. And I figured out pretty quickly, that's not going to be a good fit for me. <laughs> like I'm way too emotional. I like to talk rather than listen. Um, it's also like you, you deal with a lot of really heavy stuff in that kind of setting. And I just don't, I just at that time, like I didn't have the, um, the strength to compartmentalize like a lot of really great therapists mm -hmm. and social workers do. So I just knew it wasn't going to fit. It wasn't going to be a good fit. So I studied, um, I, I like researched other branches of psychology and I found something called industrial and organizational psychology, which, yeah, which fancy. is like, <laughs> it's so fancy. That's number one, why I liked it. And number two, it's like all about people in the workplace. Okay, good. Yeah. So studying human behavior and leadership's a big part of that. And I thought it just felt like such a great fit. So much like um, all jobs, you can't do anything with a bachelor's degree anymore. And I also wasn't like emotionally ready for the workforce yet because I really didn't know quite yet what I wanted to do. So I went to grad school at Springfield College in Springfield, Massachusetts. That's what got me out of Potsdam. Mm -hmm. And so I've lived there for eight years and I got my master's in, it's called IO Psych, Industrial Organizational Psych. And I did the accelerated program. It was a two-year program, but I finished it in a year and a half because I wanted to get the hell out of there. Oh, oh okay. But you smart. All right. You <laughs> smart pants. <laughs> so I wanted to get out of there. And I was looking at like a bunch of other places to move. Like, because I was, because I got out of Potsdam. Like I'd been there yeah, for yeah. 22 years. I break out of there and I'm like, oh my gosh, like I want to go to other places now. Yeah. So I was thinking of like different cities to go to and I was doing all this research of like best cities for um, young professionals, things yes. like that. And so I started my degree in the fall of 2012. And so I was set to be done December, 2013. It's mm -hmm. like a year and a half. And so that summer of 2013, I needed something to do. And I was taking some summer classes, but I had more time to like work or do an internship. Mm -hmm. And I heard about this internship with a local leadership consulting firm. So I applied, I interviewed, I got it. It was so great. They were, they happened to be in the midst of trying to find a new office manager. Oh. So I was sitting on the interviews for that and they just weren't finding like the right fit. And I was kind of sitting there thinking like, man, like this job, like really like fits my personality. Yeah. You have to be organized you have to kind of like be very comfortable sort of running the show but, yeah. but from behind the scenes correct yeah and you have to have like great um social skills and be able to talk to people and I was like man like this just really seems like a good fit but like you know all that's required is a high school degree and I just, I'm spending like 50 60 thousand mm -hmm. dollars on this master's degree I should probably use it <laughs> and yeah. I approached them and was like listen like 
I don't want to go through the stress of trying to find a job. You need an office manager. I think I can do this. Let me do it for a year because you're stressed out. You need to find someone. Your current one is literally retiring. Yeah. So give me this job. Train me to do the consulting. If we feel like it's a good fit, I'll stay. If we don't, help me find another job like along the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll help you like find another office manager and train that person. And so they're like, oh, this is great. Perfect. Like we don't want to deal with this shit either. So yeah. let's do it. <laughs> they couldn't have asked for like a better outcome. So I did it with the full intention of getting out of there in a year. Mm-hmm. Cause then I would have been done with my degree. I would have had more time to like do research and think about where I wanted to go. And I would have been networking with their clients right. to possibly go find a job with one of them. So after a year, I told them that, like, hey, I want to leave. And they were like, no, we don't want you to. (laughs) (laughs) And my parents were like, what are you doing? This is such a great job. Like, they're so flexible and they're so good to you. Like, what are you crazy? And I kind of realized, like, our generation is sort of conditioned to job job jump. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I'm going to stay. So it's been a little over seven years. Oh, my God. Yeah, I was their office manager for four years, but they were training me on the consulting side. So what they do is it's all about personality and behavior mm-hmm. and how that impacts leadership styles. And when you hear me use the word leadership, I want to define it as every single person has the ability to be a leader. Right. You do not need to have a title. You do not need to manage people. You don't need to be in charge of anyone. You have the ability to be a leader in life and at work. Awesome. And so that's like, that's really like the essence of what I do is I help Mm -hmm. people understand how their personality impacts their leadership style. What, what's great about it, what holds them back um, what they could work on to improve, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. I do that all the time. I do a lot of pre-employment assessment evaluations, helping companies make smart people choices. I do a lot of team building, a lot of leadership training. We, thanks to coronavirus, we just started doing webinars. <laughs> so I do a lot of that as well, but it is all wrapped around how your own individual personality impacts all of that. That's so awesome. I love yeah. that. That's such a great, which first of all, same, I went into college, I was undecided for a year, but then I thought I'm going to be um, in psychology and just be the best little, I guess, therapist <laughs> or whatever girl (laughs) (laughs) yeah it was not but then I found sociology and was like oh okay I like her she's cool she's great yeah she's great so completely understand that 100% and then also what a boss move to be like yo give me this job I scratch your back you scratch mine like it's it's a good like the cards aligned like that's such a like storybook great thing but I think you are Correct, like this, our generation, because I work in human resources, so I see a lot of resumes and stuff and help with the interviews. Yeah. And I do notice like this generation does like, it's like the now, like we want it now Yeah. for the most part. So we're like, I'll be here for a year, but if I, there's no room to grow, bye. And I'm like, sometimes, I mean, I was like that too when I first started and I would have never had enough guts to be like you and be like, all right, let's let's make these moves and stuff like that. I did eventually going along, but like not at that time. Like it probably within the last, I would say two years 
maybe. Um, but yeah, I think our generation is very like, I want this now. And if I don't get it now, I'm going to jump, jump, jump. I was like that before too. Um, mm-hmm. Even when I was working in hospitality, like I would go out for a supervisor position and then get turned down and be like, well, I'm leaving this department. Like, this is rude. How <laughs> dare they? Like, And it just, I don't know. I feel like some of it is, you know, everything happens for a reason. As corny as it sounds. Like, it's so true though. It is so true. Like everything, you know, you just have to, it has to be your moment. It has to be your time and everything like that. But that's amazing. Seven years, that's such a good tenured so far. Um, and like so unheard of <laughs> that people yeah. find something right out of college like or even during like getting and like stick with it I think I had I still I worked I finished up a summer um working at a the resort that I worked at and then I worked in customer service for like seven months I hated it and then I got into HR I've been working in HR but I've been at like three different companies since then so such an awesome little I love that journey for you (laughs) so it was such I've I've I'm I'm still loving the journey like it's amazing yeah. Good. Well, definitely. Um, so let me get your thoughts on why you think leadership is so important. And I think you hit the nail on the head because we, even though the title of, and we're mainly looking at leadership and work, you could even, if you wanted to dive in like to outside of work too, if you wanted to give some of those little nuggets in there as well. Yeah. So leadership is, is everything in mm-hmm. my opinion. It shapes the culture of a company. Mm-hmm. It really determines the overall organizational health and success. Um, I've seen a lot of companies be successful in spite of themselves, like really terrible leadership, toxic work environments. Um, nobody really knows like what's going on. I've seen them be successful in spite of themselves, yeah. but I've seen so many other companies achieve their maximum rate of success or level of success because they had phenomenal leadership and it really does start from the top down. Right. So I think it's so critical to um, the success of a company, the happiness, the engagement of employees. Mm-hmm. I've seen employees because they loved their company and they loved their leadership so much, like literally do whatever it took mm-hmm. to make something happen. So I've really seen how good leadership creates the success of a company and I've seen how bad leadership either doesn't allow a company to achieve its maximum level of success or it literally like destroys that company yeah so and then if you want to talk about um in friendships like in personal life Mm, relationships things like that leadership determines or it, it it plays a big part in the culture of your personal life too right so if I think back to times where, because like I said, everybody has the ability to be a leader. Mm-hmm. And if I think back to times where I have displayed bad leadership, it's led to me being super aggressive yeah. in relationships. It's led to me um, being incredibly opinionated and not listening. Mm-hmm. Um, it's led to me making decisions that were just about myself and like, you know, fuck you to everyone else. Right. And then I think about good leadership and how it's really wrapped around things like collaboration, communication, listening, fun, camaraderie, yeah. support, but also accountability. Oh, definitely. definitely. And I have a lot of people in my life that hold me accountable and I yeah. need it and I love it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's something I am 
yes, personally and in uh, any company, accountability is good, communication, all those key points, yep. everything. Because it's right. It's just like, again, it sounds a lot of like frou-frou corniness, but it is like your company, I feel like no matter who you are, and that's how I feel, and that's how um, I try to be as a, uh, even in HR, like we're all on a team, we're all one. It shouldn't matter what your title is or anything like that. We all need to have, you know, communication. We all should be, you know, held accountable and everything like that. And so, and I'm not gonna name names, but I have worked for some companies where that wasn't the case to where it's like, like you said, like it can destroy, like seeing a bad leader do bad things and like it continually getting worse and worse. And like, you feel like, okay, like you just feel defeated. And I can definitely see that in like real life of like, if you're kicking with your best friend and they're not listening, it's all about them. There's no fun in it and everything. It's like, what are we doing here? Like, why are we like, what is this? And that's, I feel like that's a, a big thing now too in workplaces is you go somewhere and I feel like there's a lot of people that get like scarred from having bad leaders and stuff to where it's really hard to take a chance on a new company because you're like but like what's it really like like I feel like it's really hard in general because you're like what's your benefits like what's this like what's the culture like but it's like that's the main thing that I see is like what's the culture and leadership like is it going to be like micromanaging is it going to be like really gross and I'm going to hate it like it's it, it's a very I feel like honestly the leaders directors ceos everybody that you know they're supposed to be running the show or whatever you do it with your the employees and everything like that but you're kind of held to another standard like get your shit together because if not it's everybody's gonna see it and it's gonna crumble and just blow up and fail i've also seen and you know we're talking about like really autocratic like micromanaging types of mm -hmm. leaders destroying a company I have seen people who are extremely likable mm. in leadership yep. roles ruin a company too because there was no accountability it was just yep. all support um, yeah. but no structure no accountability to expectations yeah. and so it's sort of like that analogy like um I don't know it's something stupid. like you're like like animals running the zoo oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. like yeah, yeah yeah i was gonna say it's kind of like um like remember growing up and you were like yeah my mom's my best friend or my dad's my best friend but at oh the god day, they were still your parent like if you were complete best friends they'd be like whatever little Susie went out drinking and she drove home like whatever no there needs to be structure you need to cut it off and be like i'm your parent now the fuck is wrong with you like that's how i feel like it should mm -hmm like you said accountability and everything definitely yeah um, yep, it's critical so definitely wanted to get like walk a walk a mile in your shoes <laughs> so if you could describe like uh because i think it's super fascinating uh a day in the life of what you do what is your if you don't mind sharing your title now is it yeah it's called relationship manager okay oh yeah <laughs> All these wonderful titles and everything. So day in the life of you being a relationship manager, what does that look like for you? So we are a small family owned leadership consulting firm. We've been Love in business it. for 36 years, I think. Holy crap. 
Yeah, um, since 1986, whatever the math is on that. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, sure, and we'll go with that. <laughs> I don't know. So, so we're very small and we're very lean, but we consult to companies all around the country and even awesome. a little bit internationally as well. So I support a pretty healthy sized client base and I do a lot of different things for them. I would say the the ways that I primarily spend my time are doing a lot of pre-employment evaluations. Mm -hmm. So clients, companies will go out and find their own candidates, determine, okay, they have the technical capabilities to do the job or they have the right education background and, and experience background. Right. Amanda, you tell us if they're going to be a good culture fit. Mm. So I do a lot of that. And that's like one of my favorite things to do because it's, I, I'm a really like fast paced, high energy, high energy person. So mm. I like the quick turnaround. There's not a lot of like follow up there for me to yeah, do. Yeah. Um, but one of the things that gives me the greatest level of fulfillment and reward is I do a lot of internal employee coaching. So like, let's say you're working for one of our clients and they come to me and say, you know, hey, we have this employee, Steven, he does a great job for us. We're looking at him for future leadership responsibility, or we, um, we want to reward him for doing such a great job. We want to give mm -hmm. him this investment for himself, this professional development opportunity. And so I would put you through our trademarked assessment process where you'd answer like questions online and then I would show you your results and I'd walk you through what they mean and I'd give you like I'd, I'd and then it would be like uh, several months of like follow-ups where I'm like talking to you about how's how are things going what are you working on right. let me let's talk about like how to get through some different situations that you're in etc so that's really great because I mean I've actually I've actually had people like take this process and take it to heart in their personal life, which is so much more important to me oh, than their yeah. work life. Right. I've had people share some extremely personal and intimate things. I've had them tell me that like, they're getting like, I've, I had a woman one time, she left her abusive, toxic relationship because mm. of our process. Oh, wow. And she recognized how part of her personality was allowing that to happen. That, yeah. And she just decided like, I can't live my life like this anymore. I have to do mm -hmm. something about it. And I've had people, um, we've actually, this doesn't happen very often. We've had people leave their job with our client because of the process. Cause they're just like, I'm not oh, happy. Yeah, I'm not happy here. And I want to go do it. I'm happy. And our clients are always supportive of that. Yeah. They, we only partner with companies that actually care about their employees. It's good. Yeah. Um, so a day in the life for me, I, I do, I do all of my, well, I do most of my own admin work. So yeah, yeah. scheduling, setting out the assessment. We have a great admin support team too that's there to help if I need it. Um, I just, I do, I'm on the phone with clients all the time. Um, I do a ton of video calls, which thank God, because not being able to see people in person has been yeah, so hard it's, it's, these last yeah. several months. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so a, a day in the life for me, no two days look the same. And I love it that way. Yeah, that's awesome though. And I think it's very powerful and I totally get, cause I feel the same way too. Like if you're not happy in a job, like nobody wants to hold you back, like spread your wings and fly little butterfly, like, you know, exactly. so I think that's really awesome though, that, you know, 
you're still able to thankfully with you know everything that's happening like yeah. being able to video call and chat and stuff with people because I'm the same way I like being face to face and stuff or as face to camera to face I yes. guess <laughs> face to camera to camera to face I guess um it's really nice so I'm thankful for like all these video chats and stuff that we're able to do yeah um, me too I'd probably go crazy without them but yeah that's really awesome though that you got to develop too so how long have you been you said okay that's I lied I should have I paid attention for so you were the office manager for four years uh-huh okay and then you okay see I answered my own question I'm paying yeah. attention I'm sorry. so that's nice though that you know so you've been doing this for three years <laughs> look sociology major here not math so three years so that's pretty good um, yeah yeah and when I was the office manager they were training me behind the scenes the whole time yeah so it was it you was had great. a little dip into it the whole time yeah. which is nice well constantly there'd be a lot of times where I'd have to say to them like I need to focus on my actual office manager responsibilities um but it was great because I got exposed to so many things without the risk because I I really do take my job very seriously in a sense that even Mm -hmm. though I'm not I'm not a clinical counselor or a a licensed therapist or anything I am still I still have the ability to impact someone's life. And if I don't take that seriously, I could harm someone. Correct. And I was able to observe basically for four years without any risk that like I was going to do harm. Yeah. So that was super beneficial, especially for someone with no like life experience at that point. I think that's super awesome. I think that even leaders should be that way as well too, because you do... Yes. you know people look up to you and stuff like that so you don't want to crush them and make them feel like well fuck what am I doing with myself like that's yeah. so true and actually I've seen people come from like really toxic workplace environments where mm. because of the trauma of that experience they project it into their new company and they mm. actually oh, have no. sabotaged themselves new, because oh, wow. they're kind of treating you like you're their old place of yep. work and now they're kind of treating you like if you do something, it's, oh, okay, well, that's how it was at my own That's company. how, it, yeah. yeah. It's kind of like being in that bad, abusive relationship. You can't help but to compare, like, the new person you're with, like, yes. oh, well, so-and-so did this, so you must be just like them. Like, no. Uh, yes. It's a fresh start, you know. And, I mean, you never know. They could end up being like that as well, too. But mm-hmm. still, you have to take it, you know, with a grain of salt and... Therapy is not just for personal life, it is for work yes, life too. <laughs> exactly. Definitely. So I would love, so if you could give three tips on, you know, being a good leader, what, what three things uh, every good leader should do? Yeah. So again, I want to, I want to, with this question, reemphasize mm-hmm. that everybody is a leader in my yes. eyes. Doesn't matter what your title is. Doesn't matter what you do for a living. If you have children, that is especially critical. You are the leader for your family. Um, And it's hard to really narrow it down to three, but I did my best. Yeah, I know. It's always a task. I'm like, oh, people hate me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, one of the things that I think is my, I guess it's my number one non-negotiable when it comes to leadership. If you don't have this, I'm not dealing with you. You have to be able to take stock in every piece of feedback that you Mm. get from someone, even if, you know, as kind of like the hot buzzwords or topics these days are 
crucial conversations like how to deliver mm -hmm. feedback using the I feel statements rather yeah. than the you are accusatory yeah, yeah. statements. I'm obviously trained in that and I, and I believe in it, but it's unrealistic for me to expect everybody to know Correct. how to do that. I have received some of the most um, harshest delivered feedback a person can get. Mm -hmm. And even though it really hurt the way that it was presented to me, I still kind of set that aside. Right. And I, and I thought about like, well, why is this person saying this thing about me? And like, mm -hmm. what, what's the learning opportunity here? Mm -hmm. So if you want to be a good leader, take stock in every piece of feedback that you get and then solicit more of it from every person around you. You should be asking people for feedback, yeah. not just waiting and not just saying like, oh, if you guys have any feedback for me, let me know. Yeah. No, it needs to be, Stephen, what feedback do you have yeah. for me? What What can I be doing better? And, and what examples do you have for me? Yeah. Perfect. So I think that, I think good leaders are good leaders because they don't let their egos mm. get in the way yes. from people uh, from learning from the people around them. Yes. That's beautiful. Yes. So whether you are my friend, my significant other, I work with you, I, I report to you, whatever. If you can't take feedback well, if you can't do something with it, I can't have that relationship with you. Yeah. Understandably. So that's my, that's, that would be like my number one non-negotiable. And then another one that I think is really important as far as good leadership goes is being flexible, mm. being willing to pivot, um, changing your mind, or at the very least being open to others' ideas and opinions that are different from yours, and at least taking the interest to understand it, even if you can't change your mind or you can't go in the direction that they want to go, have that willingness to be flexible yeah. um, rather than just, you know, you've made up your mind or you have your opinion and that's the way it is. You're not yeah. budging. I think that that can be really detrimental. Um, and some of the best companies that I've seen continue to thrive, especially in today's world, um, are ones that are if they're on a trajectory, they're going down a path, they have a plan, they, they are met with a roadblock or they're met with a curveball. They're not afraid to get people together and say, what do we do to get over this? We have to change the plan. Okay, great. Right, Let's yep. change the plan. So be flexible. Yeah. And the third one, work should be fun. Yes. Very <laughs> work much, needs yes. to be fun. If you're not laughing and having fun, just like in your personal life, if you're not laughing and having fun, you either need to look in the mirror and ask yourself, are you the problem? Yeah. Which I've had to do that before with myself. I've had to say to myself, Amanda, you're the problem. Yeah. But work should be fun. And as a leader, you are a driver of that. 100%. So celebrate the people around you, celebrate yourself, create a culture that has that, that balance of accountability and support create an environment where people are excited to come to work in the morning. Yeah. I think that's just so important. So take stock and feedback, be flexible, have fun. Yes. 100%. <laughs> I feel like those are all really great ones. And especially now with everything that's happening, yeah. I think flexibility is a really good one. And then also feedback as well too. Cause like you said, like if you're stuck in your way and you're in, like nobody's going to feel like they can come to you for if there's a problem and they 
might have a solution. They're like, well, I'm not going to go tell so-and-so because they're going to shut me down. They already have their mind made up. So that's yeah. toxic and not good. And then also fun. Uh, yeah. That's my big goal too, as well with HR, like let's have games or stuff like that. And I've seen it. Uh, I mean, just little tiny things being able to celebrate, you know, like, Oh, um, so for example, and I've, I've done this since, um, since I started HR, honestly, where if there's a birthday, birthday celebration each month, we do something. So usually now, except for, you know, with COVID and everything happening, go out and get a cake for the whole office that says like happy July birthdays or something like that. Little things like that. We'll do like surprise bagel Tuesdays and stuff like that. Or, um, you know, even to show that we care, like that's fun stuff, but even to show that you care or enough, like if we had before, like if we're going off site for a holiday party or something like that, like, don't worry, we're going to pay you for the whole day, even if you're not working and everything like that. Like that stuff is super important. You could have fun and not have to worry about like, oh, I'm missing two hours of pay or anything like that. So I feel like those three things are just so important and beautiful. (laughs) But on the flip side, I also asked you <laughs> to get three things that you should never, ever not just not do as a leader. So what three mm-hmm. things did you come up with? So I think when it comes to bad leadership, one of the things that you should avoid is mm-hmm. trying to be perfect. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is it goes back to ego, viewing things like vulnerability and humility as a sign of weakness rather than what they really are, are signs of strength and signs of great leadership. So for example, um, I've had situations where I've been coaching a leader, you know, somebody at the C level who, and what I mean by that is like CFO, CEO, COO, anything with a C in it. Um, I can think of some other C words, but (laughs) (laughs) for another day, for another day. but I've coached some people like who were really high up in their career who through our process recognized, okay, yeah, you know what? I've done some things that are regrettable or I've done some things that have exhibited poor leadership, et cetera. Mm -hmm. So while they embrace that vulnerability and they make that commitment to working on it and changing it, they still don't take that critical step, which is going to your team or going to your people and saying, Hey, um, I've had some epiphanies about myself. I've been fucking up and I'm sorry. Um, And then being specific, like I've been doing this and I've been doing that and I'm sorry and I shouldn't. So if you don't take that step to take ownership of your flaws, your gaps, the things that you need to be working on and apologize for them, it's going to be really difficult for A, you to change and B, people to believe you. Right. Because all of a sudden you're this great leader and I'm just supposed to believe that. Well, what about the ownership of the things that you haven't done well in the past? Correct. So I think something to avoid is, is just stop trying to be perfect. Stop trying to sweep under the rug things that you have, mistakes that you've made or things that you haven't done well. Take ownership because you're going to be surprised with how much credibility that earns mm-hmm. with other people. And I think a second one is alienating the people around you, like thinking, oh, because I'm a leader now, or maybe because I I want to be a manager one day, thinking that you need to have this invisible line of work and personal life. Mm -hmm. 
So not really like going, taking the time to build relationships with the people around you or get to know them or celebrate them. Mm -hmm. They they say like, it's lonely at the top. Well, because people create it that way. Yep. And I hear this all the time. Like I can't, I can't get too close to my people because then I can't hold them accountable or, or I can't give them tough feedback if they need to hear it because we're too close now. Bullshit. If I, if I have a, a relationship with you that's built on trust respect i feel yeah. like you take an interest in who i am and you let me get to know you as well mm-hmm. if you come to me and say you know what amanda i need to i need to share some tough feedback with you i need to tell you something that you need to hear yeah. your attitude lately hasn't been great and it's been affecting the camaraderie oh my god i'm gonna yeah. take so much stock 100%. in that because i like you yeah i feel yeah 100 like i would accept that feedback and like oh my gosh yes totally but it was somebody that doesn't even know my middle name my last name or whatever like i'm like bitch you don't even know me <laughs> like who Get are out you? Of here. yeah like i'd be like okay like noted New phone who this like, yeah seriously like you don't even, yeah i'd be like you don't even know me i 100 agree like i would respect somebody more if it's like oh you got to know me you actually know like a little bit about me and vice versa and stuff come to me and I'm like oh my god yeah girl like you're totally right like I didn't even realize it thank you for telling me it's always like that good friend that's like hey girl you got a booger hanging or you got yeah some, something in your teeth you like those people you don't like the people that are just like bitch I don't even want to get to know you to tell you that you have something in your teeth like exactly 100%. and a lot of times like the stuff that if we're being honest with ourselves, yeah. I think a lot of the times stuff we get feedback on from other people, regardless of the setting or context, we already knew it. Correct. So for yeah. example, I know that I have a strong side of me that can be way too rigid with schedules and um, planning things ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just not a very spontaneous person. I struggle. Yeah. And it, it's not even that I'm not spontaneous. I struggle to be spontaneous. And so I already know that about myself and I Mm. already know that that's something I need to be working on. I need to be cognizant of, but I remember back in January, Kelsey shared that feedback with me and she shared it in such a palatable, such a nice way. She was just like, you know, Amanda for 2020, I would love to see you just be a little bit more spontaneous, you know, don't worry about having everything scheduled ahead of time don't worry about like what time you need to be home by what time are we leaving etc i'd just love to see you embrace the spontaneity of life yeah and i was and i just really appreciate it because it's like number one i knew that and i think it's important for me to hear that from people that i have a friendship with or that i really trust and like yeah because it sort of reinforces like you need to yeah yes you need to make this a priority you need to work on this people appreciate it and they notice when you're when you're not working on it yeah 100% so yeah so um don't alienate the people around you um and then the third thing don't don't make it all about you mm mm-hmm. mhm when you're in a leadership role, it's not all about you. It's not the so-and-so show. So if yeah. you're if you're in a meeting, you should not be doing all of the talking. Yep. If your team is in there with you, they put the spotlight on them. Yep. Empower them to rise to the occasion and have the glory. It shouldn't be all about what a great job you do or what a great yeah. what a great leader you are. You should be 
empowering and building up your team and letting them sit in the driver's seat because number one again that that goes back to humility yep and it goes back it goes back to giving up your ego it goes back to um giving people a chance to grow and maybe take your job so you can keep advancing in your career yeah and it, it goes back to respect and likability. I'm not going to respect and like someone if they are taking my ideas and presenting them as their own and not giving me any credit mm-hmm. or if they're doing all of the talking and they're acting like it's just all, all them about and, them. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck that. So, yeah. It's like, oh, great. Cause I didn't help you put that together or do that. Like, cool. Yeah. I didn't stay late and come in early. Like Jesus. Yeah. So don't try to be perfect. Don't alienate the people around you and don't do all the talking. You know, it's really about creating this culture and creating this team where everybody is on the same playing field. And sure, the success or failure of the team does fall to you. And that's why as a leader, it's important that you step up. Yep. Those are all, I think, super important, super, super big ways that it could be your downfall (laughs) as a leader. If you do those, it's like, oh gosh, like each one of them, it it would just trickle down and like, just make people feel, I feel like they won't respect you and they won't want to work for you or with Mm -hmm. you. Like it's, yeah, super important, but I appreciate you coming up with those six things, I guess, if you add them both together. (laughs) I think they all are super important um, for sure. Uh, Thank you. Next though, I wanted to play a fun, speaking of fun, (laughs) Uh, which I don't know how fun it's going to be, but I always like these <laughs> corny little things. Um, I love this idea. Okay, good. I know every, so every episode I try to like come up with something fun game-ish thing to do. Um, yeah. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know. So, uh, but I do always have to like make sure like, do you know these people? Do you know this <laughs> thing? Like, so yeah. So little game that I have, I'm going to go through some fictional um, and then there's actually one real person, but I mean, honestly, she's kind of fictional to me, but whatever, <laughs> um, uh, that we're going to go through and they all are in some shape or form considered a leader. And right. I just want to chit chat and get your thoughts on if they are a good leader, what things that they are doing well, if they're not doing anything well. So yes. And there's only, I will tell you, there's only two people on this list that you'll probably have to do the most talking about because I don't know anything about them. And okay. I'll probably get a lot of judgment, but whatever. <laughs> so the first person, Leslie Nope from Parks and Recreation. Yes. Love her. <laughs> yes, yes. And if you come at me with like her being a bad leader, fuck you. Yeah, no. um, We wouldn't, if she was real, we wouldn't have coronavirus right now. No, we wouldn't <laughs> would have so gone. many problems. <laughs> She, she literally would probably have like six binders backed up like <laughs> here's what we're gonna do if we have a pandemic guys like oh that didn't work well here plan b like C, yeah uh, yeah amazing i just loved i'm so angry that amy poehler never got an emmy for that role like it's so shitty uh, yeah. so shitty but i think she's Ridiculous. she's such a great example of a, a leader i think she's a phenomenal example because if you look at the first season and you watch them in order there's so much growth yes. there's so much personal growth 
and she's got so much passion and positivity. She loves her job. She wants other people to feel the mm -hmm. same way. She takes an interest in everyone around her. She's not afraid to say, hey, I'm wrong. I need yep. help. She does have some controlling tendencies. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think, again, that goes back into how passionate she is. And I think if I if I was working for someone who's not always, not only so hardworking and dedicated and passionate, but also so positive, that really is going to inspire me to be the same. Yeah, 100%. And, and, and want to emulate that. I mean, you can have passion, but it can come in the form of like aggression and, yeah. and it can be really oppressive but her passion is so positive and so infectious in that way that I just love her attitude. And she's absolutely someone who I would feel comfortable giving her feedback. Mm -hmm. I would feel comfortable challenging her. I would love having fun with her. I just, yeah, can't yeah. say enough good things. Yeah, exactly. I feel like she's probably number one. Well, yeah, yeah probably number one on this list, but yeah, yeah starting out strong. Um, the, <laughs> the next person, <laughs> which is debatable, I guess, um, she's a real person, but how much of it is real, is Chris Jenner. Thoughts? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so many. Yeah, because I feel um, like, I mean, clearly, reality television is not 100% reality, so give and take, but yeah. you, you give me your thoughts and then I'll give you mine. <laughs> Mm. Um, well, I watched, I watched the Kardashians when it first started for mm -hmm. like many years. I don't watch the shows, the show or the shows anymore. Yeah. Um, but my so you're not keeping up with the Kardashians. I haven't been keeping up with them, but I do read all the Buzzfeed articles yeah. and my roommates both love them and they watch the show and, um, they kind of fill me in as well. So Kris Jenner, from a leadership perspective, I do not think that she's a good leader. Mm -hmm. I think she's a PR and marketing genius. Yes, that's exactly what <laughs> I was going to say. I think she's a great businesswoman. Yeah. Um, I do not think that she is a good leader. I do not think that she displays any level of vulnerability or humility. I think she's super manipulative. Yeah. Um, she's pretty, obviously pretty self-centered and greedy. And... Yep. I mean, her whole job in that family is to it's create, to well, yeah, yeah. It's, it's to create stories that we, the public want to follow and be interested yeah. in and talk about. And she does, she does it in a negative way. Yeah. I think it's crazy how the Kardashians talk about like how much charity work they do, but they, but they go on this like high horse of like well it's charity it's not meant to be publicized we yeah. you know we're not gonna boast this and that but it's like but you're boasting all you're this other terrible it. shit you do yeah. like exactly I it's, just, it doesn't make sense i agree i feel like she is such a, a a genius when it comes to let me how can i spin this and make a dollar from it like it's it's money motivated for sure so yeah i would not want to um be led by her <laughs> in any no. type of way like it's no. so yeah it's I don't even know how there's still a thing but I think she I didn't mention this but I think she lacks a lot of integrity oh yeah and that is something that is so critical to good leadership yeah 100 percent. yeah 
okay, we're on the same page, so good. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, God, I hope she's not like, I mean, I love her. Like, fuck no, Leslie no. She's the I best. love all the I love all the memes where it's like the devil works hard, but Chris Jenner works harder. One hundred percent. That's the thing. Like she's like, what shit can I stir up? What can I do to make this like get some coin from the yeah, it definitely one hundred percent. Next person, Katniss Everdeen from the Hunger Games. Oh series, yeah. I guess. So first, full disclosure, I didn't read the books. I did watch Same. like most of the movies, but I didn't watch all of them and I wasn't obsessed with it either. Um, but Katniss, I think she's a very like strong person. Mm-hmm. Um, she's a fighter for sure. Like she's got a lot of passion and and um, fire in her belly. Yeah. And I think there's... Um, like the 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 at the end of the first movie when she um was what was the guy that was in there with her from her district was Peta Peta yeah yeah um when her when she told Peta like hey we'll both eat the berries and like she yeah. kind of knew like they were gonna stop that immediately like she right. has a my point is, is like she has a lot of courage yeah and she's very bold and she's not afraid to go against the grain which is mm-hmm. if you look back in history that's what leadership is all about correct. But I don't think that she is a strong leader in a sense where she's inclusive or um, promotes camaraderie or Mm. that she seeks the feedback from others around her. It's sort of all about her and what she wants to do. In her district, yeah. Yeah, and like you can see in some movies and like some scenes where that's caused problems. Yep. So she's like kind of in the middle. She's got a lot to learn. <laughs> That's what, yeah. I feel like she um, she was on the right path, but she needed some more like mentorship. And like she didn't need homegirl being like, we're going to dress you like this. She needed homegirl to be like, stop being a bitch. Like, this is what we're going to do. But I feel like I don't even know how old that character was either. Not saying like age has a big, big, but like, she still right. had growing to do as She's a, a teen, yeah. Yeah, a teen as a teen. So yeah. like I yeah, think girl. she also just had this like massive chip on her shoulder that well, I understand yeah. why it was there, but it it kind of blinded her to mm-hmm. listening or taking in like the big picture. Yeah. And so I think that that's something like where with like time and wisdom and age and things like that, like that she could have overcome some of that. One hundred percent. Next person, one of my faves is Elle Woods from Legally Blonde. Oh, one oh and gosh. two, and rumored to be number three soon. But yes, Corona, <laughs> never know. <laughs> yes, I want to work for Elle Woods and Leslie yes. Nope. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. What a. Okay. Imagine them being president and vice president of the United States we would be unstoppable. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, all the problems would be solved. Anybody People, could be other, president. Other though. countries would like us again. <laughs> exactly. They'd be like, we love them. Yeah, she, I love her so much. <laughs> she's, yes. number one, she's a gay icon. I mean, uh, <laughs> that's such a, yeah. That's all I need to know. Yeah. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Vote in. <laughs> yes. But she is just the way, I just love the way that she, she, um, thinks outside of the box as well too and She's my not favorite to be different correct favorite favorite line i think of hers is when they're like oh you go here too and she's like oh what like it's like hard, it's hard. <laughs> <laughs> like, love it like what a ballsy um oh i just love it but i love that ending of the first one when she's like people are like 
what is she getting? Why is she talking about perms and stuff? She's like, nah, bitch, I got the answer here. Just stick with me. I just love, that was such a boss move and I loved it. Other thoughts she's, on her? She's phenomenal. She's just phenomenal. Like she's, yeah. she's so positive. She's so passionate. She's not afraid to be different and go against the grain. Mm-hmm. Um, she is someone who, if she believes in you or if she believes in like this idea, like she's going to fight tooth and nail for it. Yeah she's going to have your back. Like, I mean, look what she did for her friend, Paulette, the yeah. woman from the salon and the dog. Like yep. she is just so like, <laughs> she, she uses her powers for good. Yes. Whereas like Chris Jenner, I see her as being like very self-serving yeah. and using them like in a bad way. Like she yeah. would call the cameras and be like, show us being the victim with this dog where Elle was just like, I don't, I just love that. <laughs> she's like, I'm taking the dog asshole. <laughs> <laughs> dumbass 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 that's right dumbass, dumbass. <laughs> i love i can't even do her accent but uh, i love yeah she she's a ride or die for sure yes, like yes. and that's the thing don't, feel, yeah don't fuck with her don't fuck with her friends like, don't she's disagree a, with me mm-hmm. exactly she's i'm not very, open to your feedback on this <laughs> yeah like she i feel like she that's i don't know to be a good leader though you kind of have to be like like you say, you don't alienate people and stuff. Even though people were giving her shit, she still was like, I'm going to be cordial with you. Like, yes, whatever. exactly. You, yeah. You, yeah. Oh, you might not like on. me, but whatever. She it was enemies at the beginning with, um, who was Selma Blair's, Blair's character. character? Oh, gosh. I don't know. She was the gross preppy girl with yeah, the bony yeah. finger. Um, yeah, yeah. She was like enemies with her. And, and by the end, with yeah. Her. Yeah, and like had her, kept her heart open and like, she she didn't she never backed down yeah and she was also she also like didn't shame anybody from the beginning who didn't believe in her she didn't shame them yeah she didn't yeah she wasn't like haha see i made it like whatever and she also she she kept the secrets as well too because you know the whole um liposuction thing so she she was she is a very ride or die love her next person you're gonna have to talk about because I've never seen Grey's Anatomy. Okay. <laughs> I've seen like two episodes, but it's just something <laughs> that I don't know. I, I can maybe get into it, but it's just, I would have to take like three months off to catch up. So yeah. Dr. Richard Weber, is it Weber? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so you take the, this one. <laughs> he's the chief of the hospital. Um, he's like the head of the hospital for the first many seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I stopped watching it like a few years ago, so I'm not totally up to date. I think he might, I know he's no longer the chief. Oh. He's still on the show, but I think he might like be sick. He might have Alzheimer's or something. I feel like they've done that I'm a lot. Sure. I don't keep up with the show, but I always see when people are like, they killed off like so many of the so main and so, characters. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I mean, the show's been running for like 50 years. So <laughs> truly. Um, but okay. So Dr. Weber, so he's the head of the hospital for a long time. Um, there's a lot to love about him as far as like he's very he's very knowledgeable he also what I love about his story is like he had to come over he had to overcome Mm -hmm. so much adversity in his career because he's a black doctor and so when he was going through med school and his training he was getting met with discrimination left and right and he worked his way to the top one thing that or actually a few things that I don't like about his leadership style is he he gets way too emotionally invested in certain mm-hmm. people and that causes him to make really bad decisions. 
he doesn't hold everyone to the same set of standards and the same accountability, which causes a lot of issues for other characters. And I don't see him, um, I don't see him like uh, taking ownership Mm -hmm. of mistakes that he's made in an authentic way i see him like he brings it up when it's convenient for him or like if yeah. he's trying to like make a point because he's in an argument with you like if he sort of uses it in a manipulative way or mm. or in a way where it's like woe is me yeah so i don't really see him taking ownership of his mistakes in an authentic way so i don't think he's a good leader i think he's a great person yeah love like you can just tell if you watch the show he has a huge 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 heart but I don't think he's a good leader. Okay. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> like I said, <laughs> I've never seen it, but I'll take your word. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Maybe I, I need to go watch it and then I can be like, yes. Yes. Sure. I love the show. It's so good. Yeah. Um, next one, which I've also not seen before, <laughs> is uh, Michael Scott from The Office. But I feel like I've seen a lot of like clips and stuff like that and I know Mindy Kaling was in it Uh, a lot of good people were in it but Mindy oh yeah love her but I just know her character was it Kelly Kelly Kapoor just seeing that I was like anybody that has to work with that bitch like she was so self-centered but I loved it so (laughs) loved it yeah so anybody that can put up with her I guess would but I feel like there was a lot of antics and stuff and oh what was the one Dwight is that his Mm -hmm. name like so much going in the office so anybody that cannot just uh, go batshit crazy I feel like to me is somewhat a good leader but you you know more so you take it away I love the office although unfortunately like watching the show today in 2020 it didn't there's a lot of parts of it that did not age well so oh, that yeah. like glee <laughs> like, yeah 100%. exactly like like pretty much every show yeah, um, seriously um, I, I'm ashamed of myself for ever being a fan of How I Met Your Mother. That show is so Oh gross. my gosh. God. <laughs> um, but Michael Scott is an interesting one because there, like, you can make a lot of arguments for like how problematic he was. Like mm-hmm. he made a lot of really gross jokes, both like from a race and a sexual orientation and a gender perspective. Mm-hmm. Like he was, he could be really gross in that way. And um he was also like really inappropriate like i was talking about don't be afraid to like build friendships with your people he totally crossed the line a million times and brought like so much drama but on the flip side throughout the show he had the highest performing branch Mm -hmm. compared to other offices and i think and you know there was always a big question from like the executive leadership team like what are you doing Doing, that's working so well and like how can we copy this and i think it was i think if you strip away the um the bits in there that are for comedic purposes and you strip away like that people were often annoyed with him i think if you really like look at um how much fun he implemented into the workplace and how casual he could be and he was not ego driven yeah I think that kind of contributed to like people wanting to work hard and do a good job and like actually like be productive. Yeah. So I think that kind of contributed to like why his branch was so successful because even though people were often annoyed with him, yeah. I think they still appreciated like he's really funny yeah, and like yeah. we're having fun at work right. and he's he's unconventional and he's outside the box. So I think if you strip away like a lot 
that was very problematic and you look at the side of him that was so fun loving and loved his employees, he really loved his employees. I think you can make an argument that there was a lot of good things about him, but if you don't, you, he, he would need to go through some serious diversity training and yes. actually there was an episode where they did that and he didn't take it seriously. So he oh, would actually gosh. need to take it seriously. Yeah. If he, yeah. If he took everything serious and got some training, then he'd be, and he would need to okay. make a lot of apologies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like start like personable apologies, not like yeah. a blanket. Oh exactly. yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I think exactly. I think that's a side note and everything like too. To, I feel like employees and workers and even friends and stuff can call you on your bullshit when you're like, "Oh, this is a fake ass apology." Like this, you're reading from a prompter, basically. Like, yeah, you have to be sincere and like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Next person who I don't know. I got a lot to say, but it's Cher Horowitz from Clueless. Ooh. <laughs> So, yeah, she's a good one. She's a good one, but I don't know. I'll let you I'll let you start since you're the guest. <laughs> so I felt like if you watch the movie, I feel like her character displays a lot of growth. One, which yes. Which I really that's to me that's important because leadership again, whether it's your title or not, like I guess just being a person it should be yeah. a journey not a destination you should Correct. always be learning you should always yes. be growing Soak it up. Yep. she displayed a lot of growth um if you look at like the first half of the movie wow like what a problematic person yes. <laughs> like yeah. so so out of touch with so what other people have or don't it's have it's just about her yeah it's all about her she selfishly tries to you know to do good she mm. she tries to take Ty and like turn Ty turn, into someone yeah. that she's not. She doesn't For like a boy. I know. She doesn't <sighs> celebrate other people's differences. Yeah. She wants everybody to be like her. She's a horrible listener. I yeah. mean, yeah, like there's so many problems with her. And um uh so then like later I feel like she finally kind of has like an epiphany aha moment where the mm. light bulb turns on and she realizes like that she's the problem she's the problem yeah. and you even see her like take ownership of some of it mm -hmm. so um from like a leadership perspective uh she's still a long ways to go 100 I feel like <laughs> she's, she's on the right track yeah she's like with Katniss like they just yeah. need some more watering and growing and mentoring it kills me because like Talk about not aging well, <laughs> which I mean, that movie still slaps. This is an amazing culture moment. And yeah. but like watching it as an adult, I'm like, like she's mad at the teachers for not giving her the grade that she quote unquote thinks she deserves. And I'm like, instead of working hard, you're like, let's manipulate and make these teachers fall in love. So they forget about how shitty we are and I can mm -hmm. get a better grade out of this. And I'm like, or you could just pick up a book and study harder. <laughs> like, what is going on? Or even the moment when she's getting held at gunpoint and he's like, get on the ground. And she's like, Ugh. This isn't a Leia. I yeah. can't. You don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> like, what the fuck? But I agree. She definitely grows so much by the end of it. Yeah. It's like, is this the same, like what is this so but I agree she has a lot more to go she's still a teenager too like yeah yeah so that's a mm -hmm. good thing I I have to get your thoughts though on the whole stepbrother thing <laughs> <laughs> Ew. 
I always, I always thought it was weird too. And like, there's some people that are like, no, it's beautiful. It's and I'm like, no, ew. Like, I no, thought it's it, gross. And it's also gross because he was in college. College. And that's like, what I always like. People fail to forget. Like, he's in college. She's in high school. Which, yeah. Like, I no. Like, it was. I always thought it was so weird. But Paul Rudd has not aged at all <laughs> since no. Clueless. So it's so wild, but like, oh my gosh, yeah. I always thought that that was so weird. But I do love <laughs> my favorite, I guess my favorite um, line or one of my favorite lines is when she's driving and they're like, oh my God, this is stop. And she goes, I totally paused. I totally paused. I, that's how I drive. <laughs> like my, <laughs> my husband refuses to let me drive. <laughs> He's like, I'll drive because I'm just like, oopsies, la la la. Like, there's so many. He tagged me in so many stuff of like people. There's one, even my sister in law joined in and was like, um, gays before there. And this is totally me, even though it's a stereotype and it was for comedy. I was like, but I fit this stereotype. It was like, gays before their coffee. And it's just this guy driving and he's just like, whatever, driving long. And then he has his iced coffee and he's like, move, bitch! It's like singing and dance. And I was like, that's me. Like, that's totally me. I'm like, oopsies. We're on the sidewalk. It's okay. Like, nobody was there. I'm good. I'm dying. People, are, people listening are like, note to self, never get in a car with Steve. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm totally charmed, but I'm also never getting in the car. <laughs> yeah. You're like, I'll drive. <laughs> like, I will it's drive. fine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Last but not least, because this is another one of my favorites, is Red from Orange is the New Black. Oh my gosh. Which so, she had a long, we got, what, seven years of like growth and everything with her. So yeah. go ahead, you take it away. Well, so I, I stopped watching the show. <sighs> I know. Um, but it just, it got like really dark. It did. It got really violent. dark. It got violent. And it got very, spoiler alert, when Pusey died, like, I was, like, so heartbroken. Talk about characters that really, like, that I struggled with and the way that it happened. And it's so, it's sad, though, that that was a fictional thing that happened, uh, I want to say, two or three years ago. But More it's that, yeah. happening in real life. <laughs> So it's like really, it really hit hard. And, but then I'm like, oh, she needed time off to go film on the Hayman cell, but whatever. <laughs> but it just, it did, there was a while where I was like, I don't know if I'm going to watch this anymore. But yeah. I was so, because I, I did that all, I did that with Scandal. I did that with How to Get Away with Murder to where I would get like yeah. three or four seasons in and be like, mm, I'm over this. And then they have two or three more seasons. And I was like, no, I am dedicated. I'm going to finish this. <laughs> like I, I need to, I think the only TV series off the top of my head, like long, like if it's three or four seasons, I'm like, meh, but like long standing um, that I watched like through and through was Charmed, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and oh, I just had the other one and I completely forgot about it. Oh, Parks and Rec. Totally yeah, all the much. most culturally relevant Culture. shows Yeah, ever. exactly. Yeah. But, like, I, there's so many shows that I'm like, oh, I, I gave up on, the, like, Glee, I gave up in the third season. Yeah. And, like, I was just <laughs> done. But I was like, no, I am determined to finish this. So I finished out, and I feel like ah, maybe season four to five were like, eh. but then, like, the last two seasons were so good 
that I was like, mm. okay, but I agree, it did get dark. But anyways, back to red. <laughs> like, well, yeah, well, the Pusey dying scene oh my killed me. And then the scene where the, the uh, I think it was Maritza, she had to swallow a baby oh. mouse or something. Yeah. It was something like that. I, that. That was when I was just like, oh, we're doing that now? Like, I'm yeah, good. There was a lot of, like, pushing the limits where I was like, I don't feel good about like what is this yeah, yeah I just couldn't do it and so that that season where all that stuff happened I did watch it to the end where Daya was like gonna possibly kill the kill guard the guard was terrible I, I and then I never like watched it again so so I do know that like I do know that Red's character had a very sad ending. sad very tragic like so sad yeah which, yeah, which again, it's just like I actually, I actually like went ahead and like read all of the endings for the characters, and I'm like, I'm glad I didn't finish this. Yeah, <laughs> it sucks. It was a very yeah, because I I finished it, but I, it was a very like, for some you were like oh, and then some you were yeah. like oh, like that's so. Mm-hmm. And she was one of the ones that I I literally I was just like oh, because I mean honestly, you always have your favorites and stuff. There were some characters I was like mm, whatever, never really right. St- cared about them or stuck with them but red i was just like this is so sad like it's so mm-hmm. sad but i remember like the first season i feel like she was the boss bitch yeah. first and second i would say like yeah amazing but she i guess the thing that i loved about her the most is she cares so much about her quote-unquote girls and yeah. her family and everything like even nikki always falling off the wagon till the end and it was so like beautiful to see though because at the end Nikki was taking care of her because she was losing her memory and everything like that so it's just like it's a full circle moment where she's depending on somebody to take care of her because she was so strong and independent so I just love her for that yep so so I have a lot of thoughts on red because I thought about this for a while (laughs) um so what I so some things that I really love about her she has integrity and yes. she holds true to her values, her morals, her beliefs. She does not waver. She has courage. She's bold. She is not afraid to tell anyone to go fuck themselves. Yeah. Um, she has a great balance between what I call being supportive and nurturing and loving people, but also being tough and holding them accountable. Yep. So she, um, even though she's really tough, like what you said, if you're in her family or if you're in her circle, she's t- she takes care of you. Yeah. Um, what what I think, where I think that she could have developed more, like if she was like a real life person. Yeah. Um, like, cause what sucks is when um, the character who a uh, porn stash like oh yeah, yeah yeah ends up killing through a drug overdose. Um, the one with like the neck tattoo. Yeah, I can't remember her name. But when she when she dies, um, Red, you know, feels like that that's her fault because she kind of kicked her out of the family because she mm-hmm. screwed up again with drugs. Yeah, and that's where like Nikki starts going off the deep end because yeah. I think Nikki was a terrible person. Yeah, she um, was... her whole like her whole backstory. She's unbelievably like selfish, selfish and manipulative. Yeah. And what I think. Like if I was coaching someone like Red, she she is like very loyal, but she doesn't know when to cut the cord. Yeah. And someone like Nikki, 
You're enabling. She, you, yeah. You're enabling and you need to yeah. cut the cord. Like she's manipulative. She doesn't, she only cares about herself. And now because you feel guilty about the death of someone else, Nikki is able to like manipulate you and mm -hmm. like make you feel extra guilty and like kind of get her way. And so that would be something where like, I love the loyalty and the dedication and the commitment to people, but there are times where as a leader, you have to recognize when it's time to cut the cord and move on. Like Definitely. you can't save everybody. Mm -hmm. and it is a two-way street like as the leader you have to like make that effort and provide an environment where people can thrive but if people aren't thriving you need to figure out what's the root cause is it you or is it them yeah so um that's where and then like someone like boo like boo oh. scheming and like doing so like, shady, shady shit behind shit, the yeah. scenes she should have been on top of that she should have cut the cord right then and there yeah. So I see like, so, so I guess like her, um, her commitment to her family kind of blinded, also caused, it. It yeah. blinded her and it caused her to make bad decisions, which caused like the sort of domino effect. Yeah. That's how 100%. I see it. But yeah. I love her fierceness. I love how strong she was. I love like how, you know, if, if she didn't, if you weren't like in her family, like she didn't give a fuck, like, you know, she was going to be like totally starve you out yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah make you earn it yeah talk about being uh not alienating people <laughs> like but i guess it's hard too because it's not like a, a typical office environment <laughs> it's prison so yeah. it's like yes i mean that's the thing that we have to keep it's in mind. hard yeah but i yeah. definitely agree i feel like her her love and loyalty to her family definitely hindered her at a lot of especially with Nikki. Nikki was always the one that for some reason she was she always came back to helping even though there was times where she was like no I'm done with you and like okay two episodes later though you're you're back well, you're, and, and you're right like you hit the nail on the head she was enabling and like yeah. that is something where I've seen leaders do that in a workplace um Doesn't situation work, like yeah. I've seen because like what happens is like let's say that these people are a team in a workplace mm. you take out the prison you take out the life yeah. and death and everything like that what happens is you have someone like Nikki who, you know, one bad apple spoils the bunch Correct. and it ruins the camaraderie and the teamwork mm -hmm. of the whole, the whole dynamic. Whole, yeah. Organization. Yeah. The whole organization. And so when you're enabling that behavior, some people are, they're not going to be bothered by it, but you're going to have a lot of people who are like, this is fucked up. Like, why yep. am I working so hard? Why and am I? Yeah, yeah. You have a golden child. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's yeah. so annoying. So annoying. Yeah. Um, so that's where I feel like that's kind of like her Achilles heel. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Because everybody else is like, oh, well, I could do whatever I want. Because look at her. Yeah. She's, Nikki's getting away with it. So why should I even care? Like, I shouldn't even try that hard. So exactly. yeah. Exactly. Well, that was fun, though. <laughs> yeah, that was such a, like, when you sent me that ahead of time, I was like, oh, my God, what a great idea. <laughs> I try, I try, I try. <laughs> um, so next thing I always like to ask people are some good recommendations, whether it be books, yeah. movies, um, podcasts, anything. Um, and I know you had, and I'm going to write it down, because um, literally, I remember one time I was talking with Kelsey on the phone, and we were talking about something, and she was like, well, I found a book that goes with that because I'm a big reader. And so she, she was like, I found this book. And I was like, uh-huh, uh-huh. And she was like, yeah. And so she was like explaining it. And I was like, okay, I ordered it. It'll be here in two days. <laughs> like, <laughs> I actually really admire that about you and Kelsey, that you guys are readers. It is tough for me. 
Yeah, my hu- oh my god, my husband. I love him, but he's not. <laughs> and I tried to get him into it a little bit, and I was like, you know. And so he tried, and he literally, he's like, he went and he bought a book. He read about it, got the reviews. He's like, okay, I'm gonna buy this, and it came with a free Audible edition with it too. So he listened to the Audible, and he was like, I don't think I could do this. And I was like, that's fine. It's not for everybody. Whatever. So he was like, well, I'm gonna read it. He's had it for like a month. He's on page zero. <laughs> so what's the book? It's like some. Oh, it's actually right here. Um, it is a murder mystery va- based in like the Victorian time, but it's um, oh, interesting. Yeah, it's called Mrs. Jeffries and the Three Wise Women. It's a Christmas murder mystery. <laughs> Is it fiction or is it true crime? I think it's it's fiction. But like okay. that's him though, that he is he <laughs> likes murder mystery and he likes Christmas. So whatever. <laughs> like me, I'm like, I would never read this in a million years, but you go ahead. But he always I'll be like, I've been reading the self-help book and I think that this could have been and he's like, I'm good. <laughs> like he just He's not a reader. Anyways, so any recommendations? <laughs> yes, yes. So I, so full disclosure, like I'm not a reader. I'm super jealous and I admire the shit out of people that are. Um, audiobooks do save my ass a big, like a lot because it's hard for me to just sit still and look at the book. Yeah. Um, so, but, but, so, so my point of saying that is when I recommend a book, it's because I've read it. It changed my life. I oh, love good. it so much. And the thing about leadership, it's such a huge topic. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard to like give recommendations on like leadership. It's more of like, what is it that, the, what is it that you're trying to um, learn about or improve on when it comes right. to leadership? So, but my number one favorite leadership book of all time changed my life. I read it seven years ago. I still talk about it today. It's called Leadership and Self-Deception. So Leadership and Self-Deception. It's by the Arbinger Institute and that's Mm -hmm. A-R-B-I-N-G-E-R. And what the book is all about is it really calls out all the ways in which we lie to ourselves and we make excuses and we, we rationalize our behavior. For example, um, one of my pet peeves when it comes to just human behavior is when somebody is like the classic, like you're on your computer typing an email, somebody comes to your door and says like, Oh, Hey, like, can I ask you a question? And you're like still typing the email. You're like, yeah, go ahead. Like I'm listening. Yeah. And it's like, no, you're not. And that's just kind of like this little lie that we say to ourselves to make ourselves feel better because we know we shouldn't be doing two things at once, especially when somebody's trying to talk to us and get our attention. Right. So I just love this book so much because it, when you want to, when you want to go down the path of like becoming more self-aware, um, really going on that personal development journey, Mm -hmm. this book is such a phenomenal stepping off point like it's I just can't say enough good things about it and um and like I said there's so many different components of leadership like relationship building conflict mm-hmm. management listening and communication skills team building etc so you, you know there's so many options out there um I would just encourage you I encourage anyone to like let's say you want to work on your conflict management skills 
just Google like books on leadership yeah. and conflict management. Conflict management. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Resources are out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You gotta, you gotta make the effort. Um, yeah, yeah. But I will say that leadership and self deception is my favorite book. Mm-hmm. My favorite leadership author is Patrick Lencioni. Mm-hmm. Anything by Patrick Lencioni, you cannot go wrong with that. He is phenomenal. He's written so many books. He's a genius. I love him. Um, also, I recommend this to men and women. Lean In by Sheryl Sandberg mm-hmm. changed my fucking life. And I think that more women should read it and more men should read it to understand how they as men, because even if you're a man who's not in a management position, maybe mm-hmm. you report to a woman, if you're not on top of your shit, yeah, you could be holding her back and you could yep. be causing her to fail in that role. We don't so like that, that. We don't want that. <laughs> we don't like that here. And I don't no. have any patience for it. And no. I actually have, you know, believe it or not, I have this one client. They are a manufacturing company in the South. And, you know, you want to talk about like, about as stereotypical as that gets, like just like old school environment manufacturing. Mm-hmm. It's not known for being progressive as far as culture goes. Um, it's, you know, it's in the South. A lot of issues that come with that too. The management team is primarily white men who all took the time to read that book. Oh, oh, Lean In by Sheryl Sandberg. They all took the time to read it. And then I facilitated a conversation with them and with some other women on the team. And they had an open conversation about how they can be better allies was essentially the topic. Oh, good. Well, that's awesome. It was incredible. It was incredible. It was awesome. Yeah, I think it goes back to being leader. You have to be open <laughs> and stuff. You have so, to be bold. Yeah, you have to be bold. Exactly. Like, it doesn't matter. I don't give a fuck where you work, what you do, right. who you are. Like, you want to be a great leader? Get outside Get the box. Shit. Yeah, exactly. Be at Elwoods. Get outside the box. <laughs> yes, it's support women. <laughs> yes, exactly. 100%. Um, I already ordered uh, leadership. (laughs) Oh, you have to tell me what you think. Yeah, I'm so excited. Um, And then I'll look at Patrick's books as well, too. I already pulled it up on my uh, took screenshots. But any other recommendations before I move on? Um, No. Actually, that was a lie. Just one last one. (laughs) How dare you? (laughs) uh, just one last one because I think that conflict management skills are something that we all suck at and it's not something that's taught in school it's not something that you're it's also not something that the people raising you take the time to teach Mm -hmm. more often than not so another just really great book for life is Crucial Conversations yeah it's called (laughs) Crucial Conversations uh, one second. I'll, I never remember the author. I'm not. Yeah, I'm like always. That. Yeah. It's by um, called Crucial Conversations: Tools for Talking When Stakes Are High, and it's by Patterson. Last name. Oh, Carrie Patterson. Carrie Patterson. Yep, I see. K. Yeah, K E R R Y Patterson. So yeah, I just think that's such a phenomenal book. And like, if you, if you are trying to, if you are in, or you're trying to pursue like formal leadership management roles Mm -hmm. in your career, you, one thing I can guarantee is you're going to have to deal with conflict. So you might as well be prepared. Yeah. Let me add this to my list as well. Yeah. Conflict 
it's inevitable. You're gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna happen. <laughs> like, 100%. Absolutely. There's just no way to put combustible, like, there's so yeah. many elements and everything like that. Like, um, yeah. yeah, let me make sure I add this, because if not, I'll forget about it until I listen back to this episode. <laughs> I have, like, a running list of everything that I need to... I love that. I love that. And get. Um, perfect. Beautiful. I'll be sure. Yeah, if I, I once I read them, I'll let you know. And I'm such a because I'm such a dork. I'm always like, I try to alternate. So I'm like, read a, a fictional, um, just a good story book, and yeah. then read a leadership book, and then or like a self help type deal, right. and then autobiography, and then back to the fiction. That's but been my. <laughs> Oh, my pattern this year and right now I'm yeah. on the fictional side so I have to I do a, a, a leadership one after this or self-help whatever so perfect timing um cool. definitely so next question is always uh a question I asked my guest um because I'm really big into mental health and everything it's just yeah. what do you do to keep your mental health in check some tips or little things because I love um hearing what other people do because I just I think it needs to be talked about and spread and it can always help somebody else as well too. Cause they're like, Oh, I never thought about that. So what are some things that you do to keep your mental health in check? I love that you asked this and talk about it because oh, yeah. it's so important. I don't care mm-hmm. what job you do. Yes. Um, you know, as Americans, we make, we make work one of the biggest priorities in our life. Like oh people gosh, will still yeah. hear people say like people that have families, they'll say like my spouse or my kids come first and then work. And it's like, I know you're saying that, but as a society, we're not going to let you get away with that. Yeah, like exactly. we expect you to, to stick to that, to be workaholics. Like yeah. if you think about addictions, workaholic workaholism or whatever yeah. is the only one that's promoted it's the only one yeah. that's celebrated almost people think like oh that's a good thing that you work 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 so i like nah i'm not a rihanna song <laughs> like i am not yeah. about to no no no, no. Yeah. yeah work life or balance even, like, if, or even if like somebody's working hard and like their leader says to them like you need to go home early today and it's like yeah like sure i need to go home on time every day though correct so it's like, just, it should just, be expected that I'm yeah. going to be here for 10 hours a day. Like, yeah. No. I, yeah. I just, and if, if that's what's happening, if you have employees that are doing that, or if you're doing that, mm-hmm. then there needs to be that honest conversation of, of what's going on here. Is it, yeah. because there are a lot of people because of like our culture and society, the way that we're conditioned, they do that to themselves and mm-hmm. they don't need to, or have to. And then there's other situations where, this person is doing the job of two or three people yeah and exactly. they need help they need to hire someone yeah. but they're afraid so, yeah yeah or their company doesn't give a shit or whatever yeah. it's just it's so frustrating to me so mental health is critical and i wouldn't be anywhere near in the place that i am mentally um the person that i am today if i didn't have things like a great therapist mm-hmm. <laughs> love love my therapist she's um she plays such a big part in my life because she really empowers me and gives me a lot of tools to help me overcome certain, um, certain issues that I create in my Mm -hmm. life. Um, I have been extremely picky, intentional and selective about my friend group. I have the best friend group that I could ever have in my life. And that's on purpose. Um, I've been, 
uh, very, I don't know how, but I've been very lucky that I have old friends that have stuck around through some of like the darkest times of my life. And then I've been so fortunate to meet the newer friends like Mm -hmm. Kelsey and Haley. Um, I've been so lucky to have them come into my life. And that's really caused me to be very selective about the relationships that I keep. And so I've exited some relationships in my life that were not adding not only they were they not adding value, they were causing harm. Right. And that's that was a big learning lesson. I feel like that's a learning opportunity for a lot of people is having the courage to step away from relationships that are not productive, they're not healthy, they're not mm-hmm. adding value, they're causing harm. Yeah. Um, that was a big thing for me. So I am very proud to say that I I don't have any friendships in my life that I'm unhappy with. I am so blessed. My friends uh, couldn't, I, I keep saying this, like they couldn't possibly do anything else to show me how much they love me. And then they continue to like one yeah. up themselves. And you're like, well, damn, <laughs> let me step my game up. Yeah. <laughs> it is so overwhelming. So I just, so it's, you know, keeping my mental health in check. I, I, I use my resources. I have my therapist. Mm-hmm. I have my friends. I have a great family system. I'm lucky to have that as well. Um, but I also make a lot of time for my own, you know, myself, my boundaries. Mm-hmm. Um, since you're you're such good friends with Kelsey, you must love uh, zodiacs and yes. the signs and all that stuff. I'm such a cancer. Like I need my downtime. I gotta like <laughs> recharge my batteries by myself. Yes. Um. I'm a I'm a planner. I'm an organizer. Mm. Um. But yeah, as far as like the mental health stuff, like I, it took a long time for me, but I had to learn like how to ask for help, and finally, like through therapy, like learning how yeah. to ask people for help, and and tell them what I needed from them. Like, Hey, I don't need you to give me advice. I just need you to listen. Right. Um, has just, it's made a world world of difference. Which is awesome, which is good. And, and that's why I always ask this question. Cause I do feel like there's a stigma still where people are, might not feel comfy. It's not the, the brightest of topics to be like, Ooh, I need help. Let me. And sometimes I know growing up too, like they're, there were times where people were like, oh, if you go to therapy or whatever, like, you must be crazy. That killed me. <laughs> yeah. Or it's like, there must be something wrong with you or something like that. And it's like, no, sometimes you just, you know, got to work on yourself. And it did take me a while to be like, oh, like, it, I think it's like one of the worst things when you know something's wrong with you and you know, there's resources out there, but you still like for me, cause I have severe anxiety and depression. So like the anxiety would take over and be like, but no, like, what if it doesn't go right? Like, what if, like, all these factors, it goes worst case scenario. And then I get depressed about, like, why am I still so anxious about everything? <laughs> so it was, like, yeah. a very vicious thing to where you do have to have, like, those hard conversations with yourself. And I 100% agree. As I get older, as I grow, I'm like, miss me with that bullshit. I don't need these toxic relationships. There's no benefit from it, no value. So... And it's hard, though, because you always think, like, oh, I want to be friends forever. And it's like, no, if we're, neither of us are getting anything out of this, just, I always say, take the memories, take all the good times, put it in a box, kiss it, think it, yes, move on. Because, oh, great, I will have those, but I don't want to keep tainting this by continuing this very toxic relationship. So, I appreciate you sharing that. That was, that's very insightful, and I hope it helps other people as well, too. (laughs) I hope so, too, and... Um, you know, it was so, it was really cool. The other, maybe like two weeks ago, I was talking to someone, he was this, he works for a client. He was a, 
participant on this webinar that we're facilitating at work mm -hmm. and he he gave like bad feedback on it uh, okay. and so it's like okay yeah. take stock and all the feedback exactly the, the, i think the problem with his feedback was it wasn't constructive so there mm -hmm. wasn't like reading like the survey that he submitted i wasn't able to like actually take anything useful out of it so no, i i reached out to, i reached out to him personally and i was like can we just talk i want to understand more about this so i and i really wanted to make sure that i wasn't coming across like he was in trouble because yeah. it's like listen if you have constructive feedback i really I really to, want yeah. it and so through talking to him and asking questions and being open-minded because you know i thought the webinar was great yeah. but he didn't and so i needed to be open-minded and flexible in my thought process to learn yeah. why he didn't think that but so during that conversation we had a great conversation but during it he slipped in like yeah you know like one thing that i'm learning i, I see a therapist in my personal life and he was like one thing i'm learning about myself xyz and he he made that comment a few times like my therapist my therapist my therapist mm -hmm. and and i was like okay great and like it was just for me it was great to like not have that triggered response of like yeah. oh my gosh he sees the therapist the and then like, he actually said at the end he was like also thank you for not making a big deal about yeah. me seeing a therapist and i was right. like you're welcome yeah it should be totally normal like i know yeah because i feel like some people they do sometimes i do too if i slip up i'm like i don't want people to be like Ooh, what do you go to therapy for? Like, what, what, tell me your childhood drama, like your yeah. trauma and stuff. And I'm like, I mean, bitch, I will, but <laughs> like, <laughs> it's none of your business right now until I choose to share that with you. So, yeah, that's awesome though that people, they should like, I don't know, the more we talk about it, the more it's just like, I know. I just yeah. loved that, like, he and I were talking about a, like, we are, we have a work relationship. Yeah. And we're talking about a work related thing, and he just very naturally talked yeah. about it put it it's out just like, there yeah like oh i went to the grocery yeah. store okay cool you're not gonna be like well, yeah. what did you get why'd you go like you go to the grocery, grocery store what is that <laughs> like yeah. oh i get everything from instacart mm, yeah i'm sorry mm, that i'm better girls. than you yeah exactly <laughs> i order everything <laughs> and it comes via helicopter to my penthouse in the sky oh yeah honestly if somebody said to me during a story like yeah i was at whole foods <laughs> i would be like ew fuck you <laughs> <laughs> I went, to, I went to Whole Foods and I'm like, oh my God, you got money. <laughs> I'd be like, instead of spending $40 on an apricot, yeah. yeah. I should Seriously. donate to some causes. But really though, I'm like, you could buy a family a meal with that on an apricot. Fuck you, yeah. <laughs> Who even eats those? Can yeah, seriously. Because um, <laughs> it's so true. Like, they're so expensive. Anyways. Um, yes not all the shade but whatever but thank you so much i do want to wrap it up and thank, thank you. you so much for being a guest and hopefully you'd be willing to come back on um Love anytime you. i ask you're like no and i do apologize no. i know people they don't know but we were supposed to record the other day but girl so we went on a hike the day before uh-huh we were supposed to record Mama, I was spent. I was so <laughs> sore. I was like, oh, because it was 2.7 miles, but like up a waterfall. So I was like up these steps. I was like midway through. I just laid on a rock and was like, 
you might have to call a hel- helicopter. Like, I don't, I don't know if I can finish this, but <laughs> we finished it, but I was just so tired. So I was like, okay, I have an uh, interview <laughs> recording. And then I completely fell asleep. And then I woke up and was like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> it was no big deal at all. Okay, this worked good. out so much better because I didn't have to work today. So Okay, was, good. Yeah, yeah, perfect. So <laughs> good. Don't hate me. Um, but yeah, Never. thank you so much. Um, thank you. I'm going to give you some of time back in your day, but... Um, I hope that you enjoyed this. It was a good experience for you. I definitely enjoyed it. And I feel like there's a lot of good takeaways. I loved it. I loved it. Thank you, Kelsey, for connecting us. Oh, and yes. thank you for taking the interest to talk to me. Oh, this of was, course. This was awesome. I would love to come back one day. No, definitely. I want to do kind of like a roundtable talk with topics. And I would love to get like whoever's available. And I'll definitely yes. keep you on the list for that. Because I love I just, that. I love a good roundtable talk. Uh, it's just yes. so much fun. Yeah, so definitely. Oh well, gosh. thank you so much. Thank you Were you going to say something? Time. I didn't want to cut you off. It looks no, like you were going to say something. So you go ahead. Say, if, you do the, if you do the round table and you get me, Kelsey, and Haley all together, Oh my gosh. We are, like, we're not going to get anything done. I'm going to be like, okay, guys. I could literally probably put my headphone down and go like make a snack take a like 20 minute nap, watch a movie <laughs> and come back and y'all would still be on the first topic. Because <laughs> like, yeah, it, oh my God, I love, I love it. Actually, I want it to happen because like I want to see you and Kelsey like in, in your action. prime, in action, <laughs> like in the wild, like in just the, the two of you. Oh my gosh, like I'm so obsessed with you and I just love oh, that. Like I, I, find, I finally got my time, so suck it, Haley and Kelsey. I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I've just been sitting here waiting, like, <laughs> cool they got an episode of he's yay i i hope that they don't listen to this and like worry that you like me more than them because that is true i mean and i feel bad that they're probably gonna get their feelings hurt i mean if if y'all have to fight over me look, <laughs> look brandon automatically wins. <laughs> yeah. no my husband would be like whatever y'all gonna have them like <laughs> <laughs> like, lives. like my dogs would probably put up a bigger fight like no <laughs> that's how you know like you're officially you're an married. old married couple yeah we're just like oh love you like no if, if push came to shove he would but <laughs> he'd probably be like yeah I could spend time with him I don't care my dogs though they're always like mm, are you going to record does that mean like we get extra cuddles afterwards yeah, I'm gonna put something together. I do. I want to have this round table talk. It'll probably be like a six part episode, though. <laughs> like, I, just, I love it, though. I see Please it. do like, that. I'm booked for August. It's just gonna be one table talk. <laughs> and like, but I had to separate it because it was so long. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be beautiful. Yes. I can't but wait. Yes. Thank you um, <laughs> so much for joining, and I hope you have a great day. You too, Steven. I'm ready. Bye. <laughs> Okay, loves, babes, gorgeous people out there listening. Speaking of hobbies and things that you could do during the summer, let's talk about Audible, shall we? Audible is such a great tool that um, a lot of readers uh, have kind of migrated towards. 
myself included because I am such a reader and I really do like, there's nothing like picking up a book or my Kindle and stuff, but I've really fallen in love with just putting, you know, a audiobook on, plugging in and listening. So for example, my first audiobook was Michelle Bauman's Becoming and just listening to her voice and everything. It was so gorgeous and like spiritual and I loved it. And Audible is giving my listeners a free trial 30 days mama that's a whole month 30 days of you you know just listening to books and stuff and on top of that you get a complimentary audible book even if you don't decide to go full on with the $14.99 which isn't that bad a month um afterwards you still get 30 days free to see how you like it and then you get to keep the complimentary book um afterwards baby girl try it even me like i got the michelle obama book like i said and it was like a lot like 18 hours baby so i don't think i could have done it in one month between you know work and everything like that but it is a good time to like unwind plug in and listen listen while you clean or anything like that you know yeah we love a good jam out moment but we also love a good budget moment where you can save on some audible books and stuff like that so be sure to go to www.audibletrial.com slash sunshine steven i'll link it in the description below but that way you can sign up for your 30 days free and get your complimentary book i mean girls guys everybody's let's go Anything in between, not binary, people of the world. Just go out, get Audible, try it, click on my link. It's going to be great, beautiful, and maybe we can start like a cute little book club. I don't know. <laughs> now that we've got all worked up with all the leadership talk, let's do a quick meditation minute. Let me find a good little... Focus your intention. Focus your attention on something that normally bores you. Oh, that's interesting. Um, yeah, I think that's super, you know, um, important. Focus your attention on something that normally bores you. I feel like that that could 100%. You just never know. Something, um, I'm trying to think of an example. Something that I used to think was boring and like, ugh, I don't have any interest in that. And then it's like actually focus on it and look into it and you're like oh, work i really like that so try that next time you think of oh gosh this is just so boring like oh gosh this leadership book just seems like it's so boring but let me focus on it read it and just grow from it yeah so until then though let's enjoy this meditation minute
And now for a segment I like to call Her Studio Lesson, where we take a look at an LGBTQ plus community member or an ally who has helped impact the community in a positive way. Enjoy! For this week's Herstory lesson, I'm kind of doing like a blanket Herstory lesson. And I really wanted to talk about the leadership in um, companies and workplaces now that are fully accepting of the LGBTQ plus community. And they're just not here for pride one month of the year. You know, somebody that truly accepts their employees for whoever they choose to be. Um, and, you know, that's just super important. I've been fortunate enough to work at really great companies and um, working currently that, you know, it, it hasn't been an issue. It hasn't come up before or anything like that. So that's really awesome. It makes people feel very um, included and safe. And I think that's super important for the community because, um, you know, we want to feel safe. So congrats to you and kudos to you leaders that, you know, um, make it a point to be inclusive and make people feel like it's an actual safe place to work. That's super awesome. Yes. Work mama. Yeah. So thank you so much. And if you don't, then on you and I hope you're exposed and get canceled. Bye. Well, all my lovely leaders out there, that's all I have for you for this week. Be sure to check out my past episodes. I just did a really good crossover episode with an Another World podcast where it was all about horror. And then I even had some fun with CN Sloan where I quizzed her on her horror movie knowledge. Super fun. Also be on the lookout for another crossover episode with the Relationship Podcast. It's going to be super fun. Husbands on Husbands. Ugh, I can't wait. So you can check out my Insta, Twitter, and Facebook at Sir Stephen Rice to be updated with all that good shit shiz and go out and lead do leadership things and um hopefully you were inspired motivated all that good shiz um and if you're not again follow me on instagram twitter and facebook and i'll try to put some inspirational motivational leadership stuff out there at sir stephen rice thank you so much that was my little moment for the day anywho i'll let you get some more time back into your day and i hope you're doing great um ready for spooky season it's right around the corner happy august happy almost fall happy day happy everything (sighs) yes so until next time have a fantastic day